Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode just last week for episode 110. Ryan and I came talked about came on and talked about how the Kings are the worst franchise in professional sports. It was a good conversation. If you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcast. Bringing my co-host today, as always, Ryan, was good. What is going on? So we are officially in the playoffs. That is a plus. Uh, I think tonight is the last night that we will not have basketball until Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. And, I, and I'm pretty sure once it gets to that, it's like every night, it's like five nights a week when it gets to that point. So like we are basketball, meaningful basketball, heavy games for the next two and a half months. I'm excited. All right. It, it's always it, it's always it's always awesome when it's like a random Tuesday night and it's like a game five. That's just fucking sweet, dude. You stay up, you watch it. It's awesome. Anyways, I am drinking. Uh, I got a little vodka fresca tonight. Told you guys I've been laying off the beers. I have zero beers at my house. I'm feeling good. I uh, hit the Peloton for about uh, a 30 minute ride earlier with the uh, with the sweatsuit on. Got a nice workout in. Took some protein after. It was awesome. So uh, fun to be here. I'm also wearing my uh, my you know every podcast. You know, got a shout out Ziggy. So I got my new Ziggy's uh, trucker hat. You guys hit them up, hit the Instagram up. If you guys want to get some merch, I'm sure uh, our boy Gus can can uh, can hook you guys up. So uh, excited to be here, man. Let's get to it. Yeah, so you you talked about your drink. I'll plug Ziggy's. I went down to Ziggy's recently. Say what's up to Gus. Uh, got these Chief Sticks, CBD. So if you're into CBD, which I like to take CBD for the inflammation and just kind of calms you down at night and stuff. Um, no THC in it, obviously. It's, it ain't that kind of shot, but um, they got those down there, so... I'm I'm using one of those uh, right before the show to, to chill me out. Um, shout out Ziggy's for sure. Ryan, we had a little fun. Um, we, we, I, I, I was thinking about as you were talking about the NBA playoffs, right? And how, you know, the show typically because the Kings, well, I don't know if you know this, but the Kings typically don't make the playoffs. I don't know if this is news to you. So the last couple oh, really? of years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hate to break it yeah, to you, crazy. but um, so typically like this time, Ryan and I do get the chance to talk about basketball like outside of the Kings and it's, it's uh, cause it's relevant. Right. And the Kings aren't, aren't going. So I am looking forward to um, the play, the playoffs. Ryan, so I don't forget to ask you what's your, what's your finals matchup at this point? Oh man, dude, I knew this was coming. Dude, it's fucking wide open. Okay. I, I think all right, everybody stays healthy. Oh man. Miami. I, I just think Miami's, I mean, what are you looking at me like that, dude? Don't they have the best record in the Eastern Conference? Like, yeah, I, I know, but I, but I mean, that's well. Here's the thing: I look at it because it's not the popular pick, and so a lot of because like oh, a the, lot of the, people, Milwaukee. Yeah, the Heat, the Heat, and the Celtics finished one too, but a lot of people are going on, um, and saying, yeah, uh, "Well, it's hard, you know, hard to go against Giannis." But this is what people, you know, it's. I mean, dude, look at Miami's got Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Bam out of Bayou. Like right there, that's and then you, they're gonna have the sixth man of the of the uh, you know in the NBA with Tyler Hero, so uh, it's kind of hard to go against that dude. It's fuck man. There. What's your what's your Western Conference? Western Conference, dude. 
I don't think Phoenix can get it done, dude. I man, dude, if Golden State, all right, if Steph Curry gets healthy, okay, which everyone's saying supposedly he practiced today. I'm gonna go Golden State, dude. If Golden State's healthy, you're gonna tell me Phoenix can match up with that? I don't think so, dude. You know, with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, that's as good as it gets firepower-wise, dude. I, I don't see, you know, the, the only way that Phoenix, I think, can take them is if DeAndre Ayton just goes beast mode, dude. Because when you look at it, right, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, it's kind of a wash, right? Like, at this point, it's kind of a wash. And then, you, you know, you, the wings, Andrew Wiggins is an all-star, you know. Um, Jordan Poole, you know, if he, if Clay Thompson doesn't come back, Jordan Poole is up there, you know, at 23, 24 points a game. Um, you know, so, and then Draymond, you know, and Jay, Draymond matching up with like Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson, those guys, you know, it's might slightly give the edge to Draymond. And then it really comes down, can DeAndre Ayton take advantage of Kavon Looney. That's that's my thing is, and I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. So I, I gut feeling Golden State, Miami. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other team I think that can beat Miami, Brooklyn. You know, people love Milwaukee, but fuck, dude. KD, Kyrie, man. <sighs> you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to go against this, but Miami, Golden State. So for, for me, I'm going total front runner. Well, I think I'm not going to pick against the Suns just because they were so much better than everybody in the regular season. And there's a lot of questionables in the Western Conference just all throughout. I'm going with them, and then I'm actually kind of I'm sticking with the, with the Bucks. I'm not picking against the Bucks. Um, I was surprised you didn't pick. No, the it's, a safe, it's a safe bet. Yeah, I'm. Well, I just I think so. I think that they're the best team. Just just be you know I you know what happens like the teams come off championships they kind of. I don't know that they don't coast the regular season, but you know how it is. Like that's how many times in NBA history has there always been this team that you, you know the, the 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 top dog kind of finishes two two or three seed, and then once you get in the in the in it, it's the the exactly. number one seed. How many times? Is, how many times was LeBron the one seed? How many times was the you know those those years with KD and stuff? The Warriors weren't the one seed. You know, like they Denver Utah was always getting the best record. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, so I, I'm picking, I'm and then so the MVP conversation though, uh, Kings Lions own Jason Anderson. Well, he's I guess he has a vote because he posted in Kings Lion this week about his who he voted for MVP, and he he broke it down to um, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, and he said he went and he went with Jokic. He went with Jokic. See a lot of people. You got to go Jokic, dude. A lot of people are saying that just because of the statistical. Um, his statistical output was better than last year, right? So it's like, oh, by, it, it's like by default. But I'm going with – here's why I'm going with Giannis, man. Giannis, I mean, people are saying defensive player of the year this year for Giannis. He, I've seen a lot of people say he's, he's getting votes for that. If he, does, if he does end up winning defensive player of the year, he averaged like 29 points a game. Like I forget what his rebounds are, but, I mean, he's the best player in basketball. It's the best. So for me, I went Giannis on the MVP. That was my that was my take. So I'm all ho- I'm all for the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win it all this year. For for me, man, the the MVP. When you look at it like this, dude. Okay, Jokic is playing without his best player and third best player. Right, Jamal Murray out, Michael Porter out for season. Right, both those guys didn't play. 
Jokic led his team in every statistical category, dude. Okay. 27 points per game, 14 rebounds per game, eight assists per game, steals one and a half, blocks point. He led his team in every statistical category. Okay. He's he took this. Okay, look at this lineup. Okay. Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Monte Morris, Jeff Green, the Highland, the rookie, Boogie Cousins, Brian Forbes, Austin Rivers, PJ Dozier. You take Jokic off that roster. They're a fucking lottery team, dude. They're worse than the Kings. Okay, you take Jokic off that roster. They're, I, I don't know if you could say the same about Milwaukee. You take Giannis off that roster, they still have, you know, a, a very deep, good roster that gets to the playoffs. You know, you you take you take and beat you take and beat off Philadelphia. I think they make the playoffs with James Harden, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, Matias Thibel. You know, I, they do. Jokic, what Jokic did this year, dude, and people are like. What it is, dude, it's fucking voter fatigue, dude. He won it last year, and KD came out the other day and said, you have to, you know, if you're going to win it, two, you got to up, up the ante, right? You got to do something spectacular. He did. He upped his rebounds by, like, three and a half or four rebounds per game, dude, okay? And then, and then had to carry the load through 82 games without his second and third star. It's fucking tough, dude. It's tough at the center position to do what he's doing. It's, man it's i i think it's it should be unanimous well i disagree but i guess jason anderson agrees with you so there you go uh so we did something last week random what do we call it like random player trivia something yeah whatever it was yeah obscure player yeah whatever it is and ryan got it last week so last week's player was jamal tinsley um, that's a throwback. I got another throwback for you for this week, Ryan. All right. So, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, this one's going to be. I get, I, get, I'm, I get nervous, dude. I was thinking about this today. Well, people are going to judge you. They're going to be like, dude, you didn't get this guy. Like, do you even know what the fuck you're talking about? Well, yeah, we'll try being put on the spot. Okay. Cause you have, you know, we don't, again, we don't prep for the show. You get, you get put on the spot. I'm drinking a vodka soda over here. I woke up at 3 30 this morning to go to work. I got a lot fucking going on. So don't judge me. Any anybody wants to talk shit, you can come on the trivia episode and get it. All right, so this guy. All right, I'm going to read some of his credentials. Okay, he's a six eight. You know, they put small forward here, but for back in the day purposes, I think we always thought sh- uh, a shooting guard because he's a shooter. Uh, he went to UCLA. He was a second round pick in 2003 by the Cleveland Cavaliers, but within one year, he was selected in the expansion draft by the Bobcats. He's a, this is the big key here, Ryan. He's a two-time three-point contest champion in 07 and 08. And he won the NBA championship with the Heat in 06. So he's a three-point specialist. He's a white guy. There's, there's, your, there's, your, there's your tip there. And I'm not going to give you all day just because Bobcats. people have to listen. I but mean, first I, guy that came to... You're, go ahead. First guy that came to my head was Jason Capono. That's it right there. You nailed it. You fucking nailed it, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fuck <laughs> Jason yeah. Capono. Yeah, hey, good. Yeah. yeah, Jason Capono, man. Yeah. Good stuff, man. That, hey, that, hey, First I, guy I'm, that came to my head, yeah. yeah. I give you that. That That is a tough get. And honestly, if people are like, oh, dude, they 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 play it. Honestly, Come on, no. anytime. I'm fucking nah. sweating, dude. I'm yeah. sweating, dude. That was. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't tell. That's a good one, though. Did All I pull right. that one out? All right. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. So, like. Background. Okay, the only reason I knew this 
Okay. So me and Eric used to play hella fucking NBA live, right? Like a, like a ridiculous amount of NBA live and 2k once 2k took over and like Jason Capono, man, like he was that guy that you, you know, you just go use like, you know, like I do, I do a franchise, you know, you do franchise mode. You just go get Jason Capono, bro. Cause he's open in the corner. He's going to knock that shit down. So weird stuff like that. You know, I credit the video games for that stuff, but dude, I'm, I'm sweating a little bit, dude. Cause I, I, I'm very competitive, dude. I did not, I, I do not want to miss one. Yeah. So I doubt, I will see if you got it at home, let us know, but I doubt you got that shit. So I want to start off yeah. some of the Kings talk, Ryan, uh, with the episode that dropped this past week. And I didn't even bring this up to you. And we're, we're like, we're coming on. We're like, what do we, what do you want to talk about? Obviously, the Kings, um, the season's done. I, I don't know. Will we do a season recap episode, Ryan? I don't know, man. Like, probably. I guess we're going to have to find some things to talk about. But that's not what we're going to do tonight. Um, so we're kind of thinking, like, what what to talk about. I totally forgot this week that that article came out um, from Jason Anderson. And he talked about, it was, it was titled Basketball Hell, which I think Jason Anderson... Well, I'm just going to say this because it makes it sound good. I think he listened to King's Cast last week, Ryan, when we dropped the worst <laughs> franchise ever episode. If he had done, if he had done, uh, titled the episode, uh, you know, worst franchise ever, then we know that the, that he's listening. Um, there, there is the 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 Kingsland term, which I came up with on the show early King's Cast days, made its way into some of his articles before. So you know, we've already. We've already infiltrated there, but the article was titled Basketball Hell, and it was all about uh, Vivek and how he created a, you know, this is the quote, toxic conditions while turning the the team into the NBA's biggest losers. And so I I hit up, you know, Jason Anderson. I was like, it's about time someone fucking called them out on their BS for starters. I mean, so many times local media just strokes the strokes, the ego, the Kings and, and never comes critical. Um, it's that seems to be always the tone. So finally, someone comes out and, and does this, and it, it's it's kind of an easy thing to do when it's 16 years without uh, without making it to the playoffs. A lot of the stuff in the article just really talked about stuff that everybody already knows, which is the meddling uh, from ownership, it is the hirings and firings, and and just kind of people within the front office and people with decision making abilities. Kind of there's this power play and shift. Uh, around the organization and, and that lack of continuity and structure altogether has just created a, ta- a toxic situation, which which we all knew, uh, which is funny. If you remember a couple of years ago when Sam Amick wrote that thing about Buddy, they kind of brought this up and it, everything around the Kings, you know, you know, Carmichael, Dave and all these guys around the Oh, this is news to me. This is news to me. Yeah, fucking right. You guys weren't doing your homework. So shout out to Jason Anderson on this one. And you know what? I read this article, Ryan. And you know what it reminded me of was that video, which I'm going to go find and post. It was a couple of years ago. We've talked about on the show, the Nick Stauskas draft, where they were going to, they, they brought in all the analytics nerds and they're up on the whiteboard and it's Pete D'Alessandro and it's, it's Vivek and they're sitting there and all the analytics people are telling them, you got to draft Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton is the best analytical play for the team, you know, with boogie, blah, 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 blah. And, and, He's like, well, Vivek, you know, I like Stauskas. And then they're like, well, the analytics point to, you know, Alfred Payton. And he's like, we're going Stauskas. It was like pretty much that was like the conversation. And that's exactly what I thought of that meddling. So what did you think of the the article and kind of everything that came out on your end? 
I don't know how we forgot it, but first off, I don't know how we forgot about this. Right before we came on the show, me and Eric were like, fuck, what are we going to talk about? And we're like, ah, we'll just figure it out like we usually do. So good save on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my initial thoughts on the article is, all right, like you said, you know, I've been saying for a few years now, the worst ran franchise in American sports. So it's glad, you know, I'm glad that somebody else in a real position uh, is acknowledging that and calling them out on a bullshit, like you said. Um, I'm not surprised. Okay, not surprised. It's the only it's really the only way that you could be bad for this long, right? Like there has to be stupid shit like that going down where the owner who literally knows nothing about basketball is, is you know, getting involved in, in real decisions and, uh, you know, ruining, you know, let me see, example, okay? They, there was the example of that Vladi had a deal on the table for Jordan Clarkson, right? Oh, that Yogi was in the Ferrell. article. Man, how yeah, fucking crazy. It was, yeah, it was, it was Jordan Clarkson for Yogi Ferrell and like some second round picks, right? And, and in the article, the way they say Vivek called Sam Presti in Oklahoma City and was like trying to get advice. And then the deal, he ended up going to fucking Cleveland or some shit, right? Isn't that what happened? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the, that's the junior league bullshit that we're dealing with. Like, really? You know, so then you start putting things into perspective, okay? Was Vladi really that bad? Right? You know what I mean? Like, everyone's going to hate Vladi because of the Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic shit. But then you start thinking, okay, well, was Vladi told to do shit like that? Where you know, because then I, because then this started bringing up thoughts to me. My initial thoughts were, well, shit, Vladi tried to go get Jordan Clarkson. He tried to sign Zach Levine. Chicago just matched the deal, you know. And then you start looking at him like, well, fuck, dude, you know, maybe Vladi was onto the right track. And this is where it comes back to giving people time to, like you said, continuity and so much turnover. It starts fucking things up. So, uh, yeah, pretty much came down to Vivek fucking sucks and. People, I saw in Kingsland right now, people are going to start voting and writing the NBA to try to get them to get, sell the team. <laughs> right. That'll, that'll go far. Well, so the thing is, is that no, Vaudy's not getting a pass from me. Sorry. Um, you're not going to get a pass. I get his situation. I'm sure there's more to it. And that's why I said the blame really goes to the top of the organization. Um, but the GM is a GM. And that's, you know, there's, there's plenty of blame to go around when you got a shit ton of sucking. So, there's my initial take on that. The The thing I was going to say was that in the article, it Jason Anderson claims in the article that Vladi wanted to take Luke, I believe. And that was the front office that wanted to select Bagley, um, which we've talked about a bunch of times, not, not to make this a whole Luke of Bagley thing. Cause people fucking, I'm exhausted by that. Everyone is exhausted by that. But I, I mean, at the time, you know, Marvin Bagley was a highly touted recruit and a highly athletic player. And, and, and there was some logic behind the decision, but, um, that's kind of the biggest like fuck ups in Kingsland in this 16 years. And so interesting that that was the claim that came out of it. So just another example of fucking meddling. Isn't it just surprising to or not surprising, but astonishing that people after all these years and after all these articles that came out, the Sam Amick thing, and now the Jason Anderson thing that people still take the side of the franchise when it comes to guys like Bagley or Buddy Heald, you know, like, is it, you know what I mean? It's like, or DeMarcus Cousins, people take the franchise's side. It's like, are you, how obvious it's right in front of you. And you guys are still advocating for this franchise and calling these players trash when time and time again, over the last 20 years, they've shown that they're just, they're, they're just total, just fucking Dumbasses when it comes to incompetent, incompetent. What's the saying? Like, it's the saying. It's like, uh, 
don't for us it's like don't piss on our leg and tell us it's raining exactly but people like that they yeah. get the benefit of the doubt it's like they're just taking piss on their leg and saying oh shoot it's raining <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what i think about just just like, but yeah incompetence from from the franchise poverty franchise that's what shout out to rob our boy rob uh that's what he says all the time poverty it's just a poverty franchise and second tier second class one of the big see the thing is for starting starting king's cast way back one of the ryan and i got the idea at the end of that season where they they traded for 39 games yeah, that was the season where we decided like we needed we need to hop on, and a lot of it was more we were just fucking fired up on Twitter constantly for uh, throughout that whole time, and um, you know, it, 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 it one of the things around that time was people were just so blind and afraid to attack the franchise, and there was a lot of bullshit going on, and and the you know a lot of belief in the front office, and we were like, dude, this is this is ridiculous, this is insane, like like I can't I just can't believe people uh, like you said are just so blinded by it. And, and for a long time, I guess during that time, Ryan, if you, um, if you recall, a lot of the takes were kind of like, as fans, you have no right to be upset about the team's success because the team shouldn't be here anyway. Just be grateful. Like, right? That was what we were told. Be, and we were told by the KCK dorks and all those guys, be grateful that the Kings are here because you, you couldn't have a team. And it's like, you, you know what? That's like some, that's, that's what, that's what happens when you're like poor and they're like, just be grateful. You have food on the table. It's like, you know, like that. And that's that, that's that same mentality has just kind of lingered on here. Right. For a long time. Just be grateful. Don't be critical. They almost left. Yvette came in and saved the team. Therefore you can't be upset. And I say, you know what? Fuck that noise, dude. Sacramento has supported the franchise heavy 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 for a long long time it's not our fault that a bunch of jerk off owners decided to blow a bunch of money in vegas you know and just kind of back out of the whole thing and and just want to they essentially tanked the franchise over multiple drafts and just left them with just i don't I, you know left the kings in a real dire situation that's not our fucking fault all right, and yes, investor did, did come in and and save the franchise. But at the end of the day, there's still a standard. You still owe it to the people here to get get it fucking done. And you're not without criticism. You accept criticism uh, uh, if you're sucking after a certain amount of time. They had a pass. They had a grace fucking period, dude. That was far from over. And let's be real. What's Vivek's net worth since he's taken over Sacramento? Right, like. Save the franchise, invest, you know, investor came in and save the franchise. But let's be real. Is that guy getting fucking cashed out every year regardless? Yes, the fuck he is. Okay, so, uh, you know, fingers pointed at at him. And, you know, yeah, you brought up the Maloose and stuff, too. Yeah, the playoff droughts, it's what, 16 years now? But it started before that, too. You know, the franchise was was took a turn for the worst, uh, you know, probably two years before that. It was kind of evident the direction that the franchise was it was going. So. Um, you know, overall that, that article it's refreshing. Is it going to fucking change anything? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Well, Vivek, you know, there, one thing I want, I brought up on the podcast too, there was that article a couple years ago that Vivek, like he has a son who's younger than, than you and I, that he was like letting make decisions as well. Right. Remember that his son, oh, fuck, I want to say his son's like 23 or 22, and he was trying to get his son involved in the business. And his son was, you know, uh, interjecting in, in, in business. So 
What a shit show, dude. Am I surprised? Fuck no. But you know what? People are still going to take the franchise's side. They're still going to protect them. And they're still going to, you know, oh, you know, these players are just lazy and they don't care. And they, you know, fuck. Oh, nah. Well, it's, I don't it's, buy it's, that shit, dude. well, it's surface level stuff. And what do you expect? Well, like I said, when people don't follow the NBA as a whole, they just follow the Kings and they just see the, the product on the court, which hasn't been that great. I mean, there's been a lot of players here who, let's be honest, like have not been head turners. So, so <coughs> sorry, people naturally, um, you know, blame the players because they don't look too deep. And then at the same time, you have the local media that doesn't ever say shit about anything. So a lot of the perception is, well, this ownership came in and it, it looked to them. They've, they've done everything. They came and built an arena. They saved the team. They're here, blah, blah, blah. And no one's calling them out. Like blame the players, blame the players, blame the players. But like, you know, here, here to, to your point, Ryan, is that, yeah, you take the side of the franchise, but like, there's a lot of things that are, it's pretty evident. I mean, the stuff we mentioned already, but how many players here have, there's two things. You just look at the talent itself. How many players here have come, have played at Sacramento and then left and just been better just because they played on a they played under a competent situation? How many and, and then on the on the flip side, we talked about this this week, Ryan. It is one of the biggest problems because someone posted in Kingsland. It was funny, and I don't want to shit on them because it was for them, it was like a funny. This is a show's fan. It was a funny realization. They go, I was talking, someone posts on there. I was talking to my friend this week, and they pointed out like one of the biggest reasons the Kings are in the slump is because they've drafted bad players. Like everyone's like, Yeah, no shit, dude. Like you didn't realize that. Like that's pretty <laughs> obvious. And, and, but it, what is more astonishing, okay, if is that. The Kings not only drafted terrible players tons of times, they drafted guys who literally were not NBA players. That is really hard to do. So they they did that. They got in a bad cap situation as well. They lost some of their draft picks to get out of bad cap situation. And then when they drafted the players, they couldn't fucking play. Scout, we were laying this them off every, every day, Pop, right? Papianis, Papianis, Labissier. Justin Jackson, Frank Mason, Stauskas, Thomas, Thomas Robinson, Jimmer Fredette. Uh, I can't even. Uh, Giles. Um, Giles was the first Harry round pick. Harry Giles. Yeah, he's, yeah, Harry Giles. That's not eight. And then honestly, NBA. that's not even, that's not even counting, dude. That's eight. Ryan off right there. That's not even count, counting Willie. That's not even counting, counting Ben McLemore. Guys okay. like Ben McLemore, Ray, Ray McCallum, guys who are getting minutes, dude, like these dudes were like getting real fucking minutes for the Sacramento Kings for a while. Well, I and, talk, uh, I, I've talked about a couple of times around how I have that poster in my office, the, the Kings one. And I look at it every day and people are like, Oh, when they come in my office, they go, Oh, that's such a cool poster. Cause it's autographed and it's, it's pretty big. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's cool. Like aesthetically it's cool, <laughs> but I look at it. It's like, it's just a reminder of the shittiness of the Kings the last decade, because you know what it is. It's, it's that, Oh, it's the super team, just young team, that bullshit. And it's, it's Fox, Bagley, Willie, Giles, uh, Bogey, Justin Jackson. Like it's, it's, it's those in buddy. buddy. And I look at it every day when I walk in my office, like there's one guy left. The coach is even fucking gone. Right. And, and it just like that piss poor drafting. So that, that, you know, what shows though, like, okay, really, if, if you can't, get one or two right you can get one or two right accidentally so if you didn't get one or two right in any of these drafts it literally goes to show there was pure incompetence at the top 
look in just a couple drafts since Monty's been here. It's like, it's not that fucking hard. It's not that, Lee, it, I get it. Not everybody's a star. Not everybody's a massive impact player, but you must have zero eye for talent. If you're literally drafting dudes who can't even like keep, uh, you're not drafting them. Like you're drafting them in, in the, the lottery or in the teens that literally can't even stay on NBA rosters. That is, that's like bad, bad. So that's why, that's why the whole, what, what's crazy about this last year is when people were just already getting upset and the natural point of finger was at Monty. And it's like, dude, and we, we were getting kind of frustrated too for the lack of urgency. But then when he pulled the triggers at the deadline, we were saying, finally, someone has a freaking big balls. You just need someone in a competent position, give them some time. And like, you know, I would say what the Kings have done in the last bunch of time is more of the anomaly. You know, it, that's an anomaly. So like by default, they're going to be, they're going to be better than that. I, I hope, I hope. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a good segue, man. You're talking about Monty's draft picks and something. So I want to bring up, I, uh, I got ESPN plus, right. So I'm always looking at the, uh, the articles and stuff. And Zach Lowe came, came out with the, uh, his all rookie first team and all rookie second team articles. Let me bring this up for you guys. Okay. I, I don't agree with this at all, first off. Okay. I, I think it's really, I think it's fucking horseshit. Okay. Here we go. Surprise, surprise. Davion Mitchell's not on it, which is, I, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up on the podcast just to, you know, get things stern and see what people thought about this. Where is it? Hold on one second. Okay. Here we go. First team all rookie. Kind of hard to argue. For Davion Mitchell to get on the first team, but you know, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Franz Bogner, Herbert Jones is on there. Okay. Second team, Jalen Green, which he should be. Uh, Bones Highland, Ayo Dosumno from the Chicago Bulls, and Josh Giddy, who, yeah, I got, you know, the triple doubles and stats he put up, but Alperin Sengun from the Houston Rockets got in over Davion Mitchell. And, you know what? That's fucking bullshit, dude. Right. I, you know, there was times where I was really low on Davion, right. Where it's like, all right, this guy doesn't fucking deserve, you know, blah, blah, blah. But okay. What the rookie teams, you know, playoffs don't matter. Okay. Your team's record doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day. It's all about statistical output. Davion Mitchell deserves to be on first team, second team. So this is Zach Lowe who, you know, credibility wise is up there with the best of them. And he's going, you know, this is going to be really accurate. I just think it's real fucking bullshit that Davion Mitchell's not on there. I just wanted to point that out because I, I was somebody who was very critical of him throughout the season and I held him accountable. But the way that he started the season and the way he ended the season, this guy fucking deserves to be on the all rookie team. So I just want to come out here and say that that's it's absolute bullshit that he's not going to, you know, potentially not going to be on the, the all rookie teams. I don't, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's I think it's it's accurate just because well I would say just because I'll say I'll put it like this I'm because I'm looking at some stats and it's just, I think I don't know what they base it off because of, sometimes they look at it and they put guys on those teams based on oh they're gonna have potential in the future like these are kind of the top guys in the class not not necessarily what they do on the court which is again it's a thing I have when people like to judge people is they they push projection. 
they put they project like success onto people without them ever having to do it and that's a that's a uh i'm looking up the dude from uh the houston rockets right now he talked about uh sengun oh, i mean the guy sengun, yeah i mean he he played 20 minutes a game nine nine point six points you know in in, in five rebounds so like oh i mean cool but like you saw what Davon Mitchell in a crowded backcourt at point guard, particularly. He came in, he played a lot of minutes this year. He looked like he can play in the NBA and he capped off the year with a really, really good run for him. And he's a lottery pick too. I guess I would just say like the hype that goes on some people versus the hype that goes on other people. I will never understand. Um, I mean, even like Tyrese Halliburton last year, it's just it's just what people fall in love with. I think a lot of these guys, my theory has been that they don't people don't have the bandwidth. Honestly, even if you get paid a lot to do this, you don't have the bandwidth to watch every game and to be critical of every game. It's impossible. It's too much volume. And so I think a lot of them, like I've said before, go on YouTube and watch the clips. And then they what's happening is these these. these types, these Zach Lowe types, these guys in the media, they very are much focused on the advanced statistics. And they, they harp on that heavy, 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 because it's a way to sound smart to evaluate a player without ever actually having to like pay attention and watch it. Um, a good example of this is when Tyrese Halliburton did get traded, the whole stuff with J.J. Redick. When J.J. Redick was coming and talking about, and you know what J.J. Redick constantly was talking about? And a lot of people shared this. It was it was about oh he has potential, potential, potential. Uh, but his advanced statistics are they just look at the flat numbers, right? They oh his his uh, efficiency numbers are really high. His per thirty six is really high. And then they see I the highlights, and they they never see the misses. They never see the two to three quarter stretches where the guys don't score, or they don't see the games where they they don't do anything. They just look at the games where they have success, and so. They, they kind of pick and choose their guys. And, um, and, and again, you know, they end up, they, they have, they know what they're talking about as far as talent, but sometimes it is weird how guys get hyped more than others. It is very odd to me. It's, it's just, it's funny to me. Like, listen to this. Okay. They're talking about uh, Jones from new Orleans. Okay. He averaged two steals in one block. He led all rookies with 130 steals. Great. Okay. That's awesome. Barnes was second. Scotty Barnes was second with 80. It sometimes seems as if Jones had three or four arms. He swipes steals with gambling and defends the best opposing perimeter every player every game. Doubt it. Okay. Advanced match. Advanced. Okay. That's a real thing. Okay. Advanced metrics rate him as a top shelf defender. Rare for rookies. And then in quotations, Davion Mitchell, for instance, looks the part, but those metrics paint, paint him a huge minus again what you'd expect from a rookie well maybe that's what the difference is between a bad team and a team that just beat the shit out of another team in the playing game is going to make a run in the playoffs you know like that's that's why you know when it comes to rookies you got to take everything with a grain of salt and it's it's fucking it's fucking bullshit dude okay it's fucking bullshit okay like you said Davion Mitchell for half the season was the third point guard on his roster and he's still coming out and putting his, the statistical output that he did. Come on, man. Well, in his case, he's, he's when, he, when he, when he was on the court during the season, 
he's he's playing he's just kind of playing out there maybe not what his his primary skill set was i mean a lot of times that guy was kind of serving as as like the de facto shooting guard just because they didn't have anybody else in there so i yeah there's there's a lot more to that but it's I, I, it's the advanced statistics stuff i think is what it is it's, and, yeah exactly it's it's exactly what it is and i think it's bullshit dude it's fucking bullshit i hate right we've come on here and we've talked about this before i hate the perk 36 it does not it does not take into account fatigue pace of play uh rotations fouls that shit it it, it doesn't take that into account dude it's fucking stupid per 36 is literally okay i can come in fresh in the third quarter okay hypothetically i come in i'm fresh i haven't played a minute minute in the game i play 2 minutes i play hella hard i get a 3 a rebound a quick steal and hit another 3 in the 2 minutes that i'm in and they're going to put my per 36 fucking ridiculous. That, that makes no sense. It, and I never played again for the rest of the game. It doesn't take into account who, was, who I was playing against, right? Maybe I was playing against the 13th guy on the bench or I was playing against Chris Paul. It doesn't take that shit into account. It's fucking bullshit, dude. That is the worst stat that I, could, that I can ever think of. It's so stupid, dude. But people continuously, like you said, J.J. Redick, all these guys, they come out here and they 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 – quote that oh well per 36 this fuck you dude that stat sucks man it does not take into account any type of factors at all well i decided this year because the the bad takes that came out at the trade deadline remember jalen jalen and jacoby they're supposed to be this big show and everything jalen rose they went on and actually said that oh tyrese halberton was was getting buried in the rotation and wasn't playing and stick. They actually went on TV and said that, right. Which he, that's not true. He played 30 minutes a game, like the last two years. So what I've decided, I decided this year is I'm not listening to fucking takes when it comes to the Kings from anybody out there. They can all kiss my fucking ass. Honestly, they can. And, and anybody that wants to use those takes in a counter argument against me can also kiss my fucking ass. It's because if if that, that stuff just shows you don't pay attention. And I, I would say no one cares about the Kings out there. Why would they? I get it. I'm not saying that they should, but no one cares about the Kings enough to sit here and like dissect the Kings. It's pointless. Like no one in the national media is doing that. So what do they do? They look at advanced statistics. They look at some highlights. They follow what the talking points are. And then that's why that's why guys get super hyped or like you get these weird storylines that come out of nowhere. But because it's the national media driving it and there's not a counter push here, there's not a strong base here in the front office or, you know, that people actually buy into that hype. And that's why you had the hype train this past year of uh, Tyrese Halliburton coming for some reason, came onto the same level as the franchise, you know, max player in Aaron Fox. He was the, he was at the same level as him in everybody's eyes. And a lot of that is just like, what else is there to talk about? We're going to create a storyline. We're going to talk about it. And that's, that's that. And um, that's just the nature of it. So I, I reject those takes. I don't look to, I don't look to the national media for my Kings takes. I don't, I feel like, not not even to sound arrogant because I'm not saying I feel like I have all the I'm not saying that, but I think there's enough of community like on Kingsland and and around here to where we can kind of argue it out ourselves and figure it out. 
You know, th- th- I don't need to lean on Zach Lowe. I mean, it's bullshit. I do because it's a national war. But at the end of the day, if it's like, whatever, you guys know what you're talking about. Whatever. I don't care. You know? Yeah, 100%. I just saw that, dude. And I was just like, I was like, when you, when you put things into perspective and, you know, you look at Davion Mitchell's total body of work, he 100% deserves to be on that, that list. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? So the last thing I want to talk about with you is a little bit of some coach talk just because who know because I I've, I have a strong opinion and you have a strong opinion but at the same time I don't really get into I don't really get into the weeds with the coach stuff I, I, we've talked about it before like I I I I think a bad coach really hurts but a good coach can only make so much of an impact like you agree with me on that statement Yeah we we did a whole episode on that Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. And, and our point to that, if you if you hear it, is like, if you're really bad, clearly you, you can you can just be terrible. And you've seen that here plenty of times with all the guys. But if you're really good, you're good. But it, at the end of the day, you can only be so good. It's not like the NFL where you can scheme your way. You, you need you need players, right? That's kind of what our and, take and is. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that was kind of the thing with like Dave Yeager, right? Dave Yeager was he's a good coach. Dave Yeager was the West, right? was the Western conference. Actually, I think he was the coach, you know, player or whatever coach of the year, whatever it is. And uh, he comes to Sacramento and it shows, right? Like you're, you're only as good as your players are. Um, but I, I, I'm a firm believer in, yeah, you could be a good coach, shitty players, you know, like Dwayne Casey's a good example of that, you know, last few years, uh, Dwayne Casey coach of the year type of guy with the Raptors goes to Detroit and he fucking sucks. Um, you're only as good as the talent that you have around you. Right. Yeah. That's the theory. But when you have some talent, good coaching help. And that's why I think that a lot of people really, there's different aspects of the NBA and following the Kings that, Hey man, that's, that's people's thing. Some people really, really, really like to uh, look at the draft and get it wrong. They, they spend all their time doing that. That's a fucking dig, but I had to make it. Uh, uh, and then there's a lot of people who just follow the players and really just focus on that. Some people like the front office aspect. And then there, I'm noticing that there are people out there, particularly on Twitter, who like to every night, they like to do a feature and have a whole discussion about NBA coaches. And I have no offense, but I have no interest in that. I, I, I don't, I don't really know how much you can, it's, it's tough. It's tough because like coaching the NBA, who knows what goes into it. There's a lot more to it. It's tough. It's very difficult for us to be like, this guy, this guy. So I think the criteria for me, Ryan, is probably the same for you, is that the Kings cannot go with some experimental bullshit. They cannot do that. It, I'm okay with a retread, a successful retread. Okay, that's where I'm at. And there's a couple of guys I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Like Mike Brown, I have no, I'm not interested in Mike Brown. Nope. Fuck so my, no. Mike Fuck Brown has been living no. off of the, the back in the day for a long time, and then he's been assistant for a while on good teams. I'm not so like for me as like a couple of guys I'm not into. Mike Brown's one of them. Um, you know, people were throwing in Kenny Atkinson. Cool. I don't really know. I don't know, dude. It's like, how much credit can you give to an assistant coach on successful teams? For me, okay, for me, my guy is Mike D'Antoni. Okay, and the reason my guy, I've been saying it for a long time, the reason my guy is Mike D'Antoni is, number one, is the value of the point guard. All Mike D'Antoni has ever done has got his point guards to win MVPs when he's had really good ones, okay? This right? And it fits what the Kings want to do. I think the Kings have the right players for the system. I think that I truly believe this. I do. I believe that if De'Aaron Fox played under Mike D'Antoni, he would average 28 to 30 points a game. That's what I believe. 
Okay. I, I truly believe that I will die on that hill. Um, I think Sabonis fits in it really well. I'll die on that hill. And the other thing is the connection to Monty. They were both in Houston for a long time. There's familiarity. And I think that D'Antoni is attractive because of De'Aaron Fox. He's a guy who wants to push a pace, who wants to spread the floor and shoot threes and run the pick and roll. And literally, that's 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 the guy right there. That's the guy. So your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think obviously Mike Tony's option number one, right? For all the reasons you just pointed out. The Kenny Atkinson one is interesting to me, right? I don't know if I don't know if Mike D'Antoni to end his career. Let's let's be real and let's put things into perspective here. Uh, Mike D'Antoni's old as fuck. Okay, and like you you can look it up, but I'm pretty sure he's like late 60s, 70s, right? He's old. He's a, he, you know he's an advisor or whatever role he is with the Nets. Um, I don't know if he'd be willing to come here and end his legacy as a head coach with the Sacramento Kings. Because to be honest, I fucking wouldn't. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, though. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, he, you know, he's kind of responsible for those years with the Nets a couple years ago when D'Angelo Russell and Torian Prince and uh, maybe it was a rookie, Jared Allen, and uh, Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie went to the playoffs. He was the coach of those teams. Those were solid squads, and they were well-coached teams. And um, you know, I'm kind of a fan of that. I, I, you know, I think if, if D'Antoni doesn't hit, I think Kenny Atkinson's an option. I've seen a lot of stuff hating on Mark Jackson. Um, and a lot of people hate on Mark Jackson because I saw, uh, you know, another Kings group today, the, the leader of their group, uh, point out that he's a homophobe and, uh, people don't like him. Maybe that's what Sacramento fucking needs. Not saying the homophobe thing, but maybe the like thing, <laughs> right? Like people. <laughs> no, it's funny because hey, I'm glad you covered it right there. Because if you, <laughs> the way you presented it. No, for it, sure. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But that that's one of the things like Mark Jackson's knock, dude. Like the only knock on Mark Jackson is, oh, he's a homophobe and people don't fucking like him. Nobody in the organization likes him. Right. Take the homophobe thing out there because I think that's fucking ridiculous. Okay. I think we live in 2022 and nobody really, really gives a fuck about that. Okay. Honestly, like really, okay. That's, that's what you're going to, that's one of the things you're going to point that finger at that guy. Let's be fucking real. Let's talk basketball. Okay. People pointed at, you know, nobody in the organization liked him. <laughs> Eric's fucking laughing about the I just can't, I just can't, I, honestly, I just can't stop laughing. That's, that's, that's a real thing, dude. That's a real thing. People really like, dude, I'll call him out right now. You know, the bench mob, dude, Blake Westcott, who runs the bench mob, literally put out there today. Well, people, you know, dislike him. You know, they were talking, well, I'm not going to talk about his, how he feels about his sexuality, but who gives a fuck, dude, if he's a homophobe, whatever. Okay. Sacramento, all we care is about basketball. What do you do on the court? Okay. It's not like Mark Jackson's out here publicly shaming you know, homosexuals and all that stuff. Who gives a fuck about that, dude? How how does he perform on the basketball court? And that's what he performed. You know, he 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 his one head coaching job, he's responsible for the upstart of the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Um, I think that Sacramento could use a guy like that. He's a defensive-minded coach. He's known to be quote unquote hard-nosed and hard on the players. Fuck yeah, bring his ass in. Maybe that's what Sacramento needs. Maybe, you know, maybe they, that's what they need right there. So it's, 
I, I, I see his coaching style as kind of like a Dave Yeager coaching style, right? That was Dave Yeager's knock. Well, he's not really player friendly, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you right now that if Monty Manera can go back and, and, you know, turn back time, he'd keep fucking Dave Yeager, right? Like, I, I think that's a real thing. So um, I think Kenny Atkinson, Mark Jackson, Mike D'Antoni, number one choice. After that, fuck, dude, people are going to hate this, okay? But Frank Vogel. Right. Like pe- people are going to hate that. But Frank, I'll call it out right now. Frank Vogel was amazing in Indiana. Okay. He took those Miami Heat teams for everything. Right. He pushed them to the brink. He goes to LA. He wins a championship. LA was a fucking shit show this year. Okay. And the guy was the scapegoat and gets fired for that. Uh, I think Frank Vogel is a sleeper um, of a coach that I would want in Sacramento. He, he's won a championship. He's made deep playoff runs with young teams, Indiana Pacers. Um, I think Frank Vogel is up there in the conversation as well. I like all, I, I like your takes. And of course we, we agree again. I like the Frank Vogel thing. I, I do. I do like, and for the reasons you listed and he's known, he's known to value the big man too. That's one thing he values the big man, which in today's day and age, that's kind of more rare than than not, I guess. You know that that's that's the thing on him is he values the big man, so I like that. Um, he's won. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm okay with a retread like that because you know they're going to come in with, especially a guy like that, dude. Chip on the shoulder. They're going to come in with and, and take the job seriously and have like a fucking professional at the helm. <laughs> like I'm good with that. I don't need these just experimental. If they, I'm telling you, if they hire a Blade, David Blatt type, Jesus Christ, it's gonna be a it's gonna be rough. <laughs> just Coach because, it, well, yeah, it's like I, great to feel good, but we the Kings need it. And uh, Colin Coward's had guys, I think, on his podcast. That's where I've been hearing it lately, and they they talk about Mark Jackson. One of the things about Mark Jackson is that you kind of gave him the credit for some sex, success in Golden State, but a lot of people shit on that dude because. It's like he's blamed for holding them back and not taking it, but oh, it's like, please. is that really is that really fair, or is it that please, he That's just got moved problem. as that team was on the ascent? I mean, there's exactly. a lot of times for that. Exactly. A good example is um, the Pistons back in the day. Rick Carlisle was the guy who 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 was the coach of the Pistons all through the early 2000s, right? They fired him yep. for for Larry Brown. Larry Brown, and then it just and the and the Pistons weren't. They were like a top three seed, and then they got Rashid Wallace at the trade deadline, and that was the thing that took you over. So, like, there's always more factors in it. I would say Rick Carlisle is still around, and I think I've always considered Rick Carlisle a top NBA coach. Um, you know, and so the NBA is full of retreads because they all get fired. If you go look through the NBA coach of the year uh, list, all those guys have been fired <laughs> or with fired within a couple of years. Is pretty much how it works. Um, so uh, I don't, but I don't, I, I'd rather get someone who's going to come in here. Professionalism. How crazy is it that for the first time in a while, we're actually getting a GM and a coach who are like, it's going to be the GM's actually going to hire the coach and it's actually not going to be on the hot seat when they do it. We're not going to be inheriting something and having to make do with it. It's going to be the, I mean, we talked about all the different problems surrounding the Kings. That's that's one of them. It's been in the last couple of years. Is every time they fire someone, it's never on, it's on the wrong timeline with the front office. So finally, you know, all, all layers have continuity 
So go get someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kings Cast Eric and at Kings Cast Ryan. Um, and we're pretty active on there. If you want to interact with the show, please slide down after the podcast and leave us a five-star review. It really does help us um, reach more Kings fans just like you. And before I take it out, I do have to throw it in there. You can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network, uh, where we are the Sacramento Kings uh, signature show on that network. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you.